1: Bucks game is over, and now it's time for the longest-running pro hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better, but you know, I know, I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, if I'm healthy, things gonna be okay.
2: The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think you know we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous.
1: And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being, and all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him, and it just—it's really positive to see that be the team that we get. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Schmidt on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
3: Bucks able to win without Giannis at his best, and the mark of a good team and a mark of, well, a team effort tonight. The culmination in Sacramento. Bucks win 127 106. Got tighter than we'd all like there in the middle of the third quarter. Bucks controlled this game early, then took the foot right on off the gas, then even hit the brake a little bit coming out of recess and then just put it down to the floor, and the Bucs were able to run away towards the end of this contest against the Sacramento Kings. Welcome in. Pick and Save post-game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Hanging out inside the pillow windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. Mitch Ross is here. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. 414-799-1250. If you want to react with us to this one, Giannis 13-10 in 28 minutes. Four of nine from the floor. That his lowest... Field goal output of the season. And however, however, tonight, I think the biggest story is the fact that you're able to do it without him being that guy and with somebody else stepping into the spot and being able to take over, and that was Chris Middleton, 9-12 from the floor. He had a huge 10 points in that third quarter where the Bucks outscored Sacramento 37-31, to 31, doubled it up again in the fourth, and they put up another 37 spot there in the fourth quarter and, and run away in the game. But being able to put the pedal to the metal was Chris Middleton – Finding openings there in the third quarter. Ten of his twenty-seven come there in the third. Sparked a thirteen-o run at one point that took the Bucks from down three to up ten in in the blink of an eye. And the Bucks were able to get past a possible upset alert scenario there in the middle of the third quarter. And all night long, I think primarily because of the play of Giannis. I mean, you you get a game tonight where your MVP and the MVP of the league has a night like that, forgettable to say the least, and you're able to get a W, those are key towards the end of the year. And, and they also stack up when we do our evaluation coming up tomorrow night. And, and yes, we are in here tomorrow night despite the snowstorm. There's no school closures for 105.7 FM, the fan. No, we're here with you, and we're talking Bucks basketball after the game tomorrow night. But – Tomorrow night, you hit the halfway point here in the 2019-2020 season. Don't worry. If you didn't realize that it was already half the season, not many people did as well. So tomorrow night, we're going to come in here and, and try to lock up some midseason awards, right? As we always do, the cliche maybe it will be. And understandably so, everybody across the NBA, consensus-wise right now, it appears is going to go with Giannis as as the MVP again back-to-back. That's what he's done so far here in the year. Few will line in LeBron James. I imagine there will some be siding with Luka Doncic, who, if you look at the head-to-head tonight, didn't get the better half of it. And and there will be some outliers as well. But just on this team from this this year, we all know where the bread is buttered, right? No one is is second-guessing that part of it. But on a night like tonight where points were not at a premium, but when a team is going to go shot for shot with you for longer stretches than as Sacramento did, Sacramento was not going to lay down in this game. Luke Walton has those boys playing hard and a decent squad. I think their their record does not show the, the talent that's on that team, but You're in a scenario on the road where there's not a lot going right for your number one guy. Can number two and number three pick up the slack, something we've hoped to see all year long and also a question that a lot of us have, I think, asked ourselves or maybe thought you had the answer to at different times. Chris Middleton answered the bell tonight, 9 of 12, 27 points, in 11 boards and 4 assists, and – to be completely honest with you guys, if you haven't been paying enough attention, been doing it pretty much all year long. Now, are the numbers gaudy? No. Are they the the tops of the league that you're hoping for? Are they in that top 20 range of scoring? Another competitive score night in, and night out where you know this guy's going to be able to get you 20 a night alongside Giannis. Maybe not. Maybe 18.8 isn't sexy enough for you. But the shooting percentages, that will, I think, wake a lot of people up. Almost forty 50% from the floor at 47.2. Shooting just a hair under 40% at 38.9. And from the free throw line, he shot 90%. All told, with averaging just under six boards, and four assists a night, I mean, 18-6-4 is a pretty impressive stat line that you're putting up night in and night out alongside one of the, the top dude in the league. Being able to do it as a complimentary piece while also taking more of a backseat role that Chris Middleton is this year, I think it's even more impressive. Guys, his shot attempts are down. The opportunities to score have been maybe a little bit lower. While we have seen Giannis grow as a playmaker and finding more open guys left and right, and we we believe that getting smarter, feeling the double team, being able to get the ball to an open look, get the ball to an open shooter, not as many of the opportunities have come to 22, Chris Middleton. But he's taken advantage of the ones that he needs to. And when you think of the most valuable piece to this team, of course, it's Giannis. But could the most important one, the most valuable is 34, right? We know that because the organization depends on it. The downtown infrastructure depends on it. But importance-wise, to the success of this team, being able to – achieve all the goals and hopes that you have in postseason success. Maybe the importance is the one that signed the big deal this year. Just something that's run through my mind. Because you get a night like tonight from Atetokounmpo, and there are going to be those days, right? Mama said there'd be them days. There's are going to be nights where I don't play well. Heck, there's going to be nights where it's just not falling. Tonight was one of those nights that I think Giannis was – Understanding there just wasn't a whole lot right. And a lot due to foul trouble as well. Sat down with three fouls there in the first half and was was just unable to get into a real rhythm. Turn the ball over a couple of times. But the complimentary pieces tonight showcased well. And we've gone this far and not talked about how hot Eric Bledsoe was to start this game. Bucks outscore the Kings. 34-18 to 18 in that first quarter. Eric Bledsoe started out by making his first seven shots. Chris Middleton uh, made his first six attempts on the night. Bledsoe finishes with 24 points, 10 of 17, while one of five from downtown was a playmaker early and finding his spots often throughout the night. Again, opening up and taking over. The scoring load that Giannis pushed off tonight and was just unable to really get going pretty much all night long. But 51 points combined from Bledsoe and Middleton, you add in Giannis's 13 and oh by the way a career high from one on the bench we'll give you that one next this is the Pick and Save Pro's post game show you can join us at 414-799-1250 I'm Bill Schmidt baby Tausch Mitch Ross is in here as well talking Bucks basketball with you on the on the fan after the Bucks get another W this one in Sacramento 127-106 we're back after this on the fan was it a dunk
1: was it a key basket in transition was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, on the fan. Jaron Fox. Nice job. Let's go. And Lopez. Great defense. Middleton. Yes. Wow. Chris Middleton. What a tough shot. First to elude the elite with that
3: long semi-Euro and then kissing it at full speed off the glass. Highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. That's the drive of the game. Here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Touch. Appreciate you hanging out after the Bucs take out the Sacramento Kings, now 2-1 and one, on this four-game road trip. Wraps up tomorrow night in Portland against the Trail Blazers. Carmelo Anthony, didn't think I would say that going into the year. Damian Lillard and CJ McCullum tomorrow night. Just an, an absolute mash unit for the Portland Trail Blazers as the Bucs go in and take on Portland tomorrow night. We'll take a full eye on the enemy in just a couple of minutes from right now. But 127-106, the final tonight. Giannis does not play his best, actually his worst, game of the year so far. Just nine field goal attempts, 13 points, and 10 boards go along with five assists. A pedestrian night from the MVP. But Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe were anything but. 27 from... Chris Middleton, cash goes 9 of 12 from the floor, 1 of 2 from downtown, and 8 of 11 from the foul stripe. We'll hear from Chris Middleton with Zora Stevenson coming up here. But in a night where your number one plays lower than expectations on a night-in-night-out basis, and you're still able to get a much-needed win on the road in this scenario... There's a lot of unfair criticism that's going to continue to get heaped upon Chris Middleton, and I understand to an extent. I understand the microscope that he's going to be under, but to not want to understand and, and be open to the success that he's had so far this year, I, I think is is one a disservice. He you as a basketball fan, because he's been that good at certain times, but also in a night like tonight, the opportunity at hand for the Bucks to get the win with Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe being the primary scorers. These nights are, are going to come up, and the opportunities for these nights are going to come up, hopefully not as often as they could. But over the next stretch, saw this on on Twitter during the game, I don't know if Giannis is not 100% at this moment, right? We all saw the Christmas day when, when he's grabbing at the back and talking to the trainer before the game, and he's sat out a couple of nights since, but there was just some conversation going on during the game through Bucks fans, and it was, you know, how much do you want to push the MVP at this point in the year? How How much do you want to see Giannis on a night-in, night-out basis against you know, 15 and 23 teams like Sacramento or the team in Portland that you're going to go play tomorrow night who's 16 and 23. The next big true test that the Bucks have, and the one that is definitely going to have national eyes on it because it's the national TNT game, is coming up Thursday night when the Bucs take on the Boston Celtics. Schedule from just a pure game standpoint, though, guys, in the next two and a half weeks, I mean, it's almost minuscule because of the Bucks going to Paris for the trip in two weeks. They play after the game uh, tomorrow night. They only play like eight more games in the month. They only play, no, they play eight games in the month from today from the 10th of January like two games a week so there's opportunities for built in rest but you get New York at home on on Tuesday that would be maybe a possibility to get a breather for Giannis if it's not tomorrow night and I'm not suggesting that there's anything going on I'm not reporting it as well like this is in the injury report but I mean this segment is presented by Dan McCormick your work and back injury attorneys there's a time and a place to get those nights off. They're going to be baked into the schedule here, but maybe not a bad time to burn a couple. Just looking at it from the standpoint here, I mean, you get a lot of reprieve with the trip to Paris Friday, the 24th, when they play Charlotte, then into February... We crank up right out of the gates. Home, road, home against Philadelphia. Road, home, road, road. Home against Philadelphia. Road, road against Toronto. And you're going pretty much every other day. There's not going to be a lot of opportunities for some serious rest until that All-Star break after the 1st of February. But in that 12-game stretch, 12-day stretch, the Bucks play Six times. It's every other day, pretty much. You're playing eight times in the next 21 days. Maybe there's an opportunity for a quick night off and a quick breather for the MVP. Let's take a look ahead at the team tomorrow night.
1: Old our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coaches on Lake noon This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Postgame Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North, on the fan.
3: Bit of a mash unit, I'm going to be the Portland Trailblazers as the Bucks head in to the Moda Center coming up tomorrow night. Tonight it was the Sacramento Kings, all starters in double figures for Sacramento, led by De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes, each with 19, 11 off the bench from Trevor Ariza, four of eight shooting, two of six from downtown. Hey, Trevor Ariza would look nice in a Bucks uniform. Always liked that dude. Always loved watching him play. Talk about a pure shooter, guy that's going to find himself open in the corner, be able to knock down a couple of clutch shots. Trevor Reese has played in a lot of big games, just saying. Portland tomorrow night, going to be banged up big time. Hassan Whiteside, day-to-day game time decision due to illness. Then Mario Hazonia is questionable because of some lower back contusions that he found up or had happened to him a couple of days ago in a game. Nersick is still obviously out. Scott Labissier going diagnosed with a left knee ulterior collateral lesion. Going to be reevaluated in four weeks. What does that mean? He's out. Rodney Hood busted his Achilles about a month ago, and Zach Collins out as well. So, I mean, they are down a number of different guys, but they will have right now their three frontline scores on the season so far. Matt Damian Lillard, as well as CJ McCollum. And once again, I just can't believe I'm saying it. Carmelo Anthony there. Uh since Carmelo came in with 24 games played, 24 games started, he's averaging 31 and a half minutes a night with 16 points a night. Just under six boards. About one assist a night. Didn't expect much from that category. But from just a pure scoring standpoint, he's been able to put up a couple. Two guys averaging in the 20-point range scoring-wise, and those are the two in the backcourt for Portland. This is a team that found themselves in the Western Conference Finals last year with uh, a backcourt that is as good as any pairing in the league. Damian Lillard in 36.7 minutes a night, averaging just under 27 a game in 37 games, 37 starts for Dame. C.J. McCollum just over 36 minutes a night averaging just under 22 points per game. Damian Lillard also averaging 7.5 assists a night. So, big-time scoring output. Damian Lillard did not play the last time these two teams met up way back early on in the year. That was in November when the Bucks got the better of them at Fiserv Forum 137 to 129. C.J. McCollum put up 37 in that game, and the Bucks were able to – I get passed with a couple of big-time quarters. They ended up scoring 30-plus in all quarters of that game, but a 40 spot from Portland in the third quarter got them back into the night. 30 points from Eric Bledsoe. On that occasion back in November, Giannis that night, 9 of 27 from the floor. A very different-looking stat line from Giannis tonight as he didn't put up nearly that many opportunities Giannis has his low on field goal attempts of the year. Just four of nine from the floor was the MVP tonight. Four of eight from the free throw line, as well as one of two from downtown. But the Bucks extend their streak of scoring 100-plus, now 65 consecutive games. The Bucks have been able to do that. A couple of comments here from Chris Middleton, as he was truly the X-factor of the night for the Milwaukee Bucks. Down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the
1: game. It's
2: going to be crazy, man.
1: Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game, brought to you by Bryan Stratton College Athletics, offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan.
3: Bucks get it done in Sacramento tonight, led by 18 in the first half, then trailed in the third quarter, and thanks to 10 of 27 from Chris Middleton in the third quarter, Bucks able to get back out in front and then stay in front as they got back into that highest lead category, matching that 18-point lead and making it a 21-point victory. Zora Stevenson caught up with Chris Middleton, Got a little wet in the celebration after the game. That was good. Um, he played aggressive, which we needed to do. Um, he's the head of the snake for us,
1: so as long as he's playing well, makes life easier for everybody else.
3: And then tonight, how comfortable
4: did you feel in the open court? You were mixing it up, a lot more one-on-one moves. Was that just something the defense
5: was giving you?
1: I mean, uh, they loaded up on Giannis and bled so much. Once Bled gets downhill, he's a problem. When Giannis is on the floor, he uh, attracts so much of our crowd, which gave me a lot of space. Um, luckily, I was able to get some shots going down here.
3: He was definitely able to get some opportunities, was Chris Middleton. He started up 6 of 6 from the floor. Eric Bledsoe made his first seven shots. He had 24, 27 from cash, and the Bucks win 127-106. Take a look around the scoreboard in the NBA as we had an upset alert also by the Bay. Fill you in next at the Pick and Save Pro post-game show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Still Mike Budenholzer and Matt Velasquez straight ahead on the fan.
1: As it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? that away from Luff right at the rim. Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan. Aaron Fox. Nice job, Bledsoe. And Loplin. Great defense. Middleton, yes. Wow. Chris Middleton, what a tough shot. First to elude the elite with that long semi-Euro and then kissing it at full speed off the glass.
3: Heck of a finish there. The highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. Marcus Johnson and Jim Paschke on the call. Defensive play of the game brought to you by the Laborers, International Union Local 113. Feel the power online at liuna113.org. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you being here. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Right off I-43 north blocks away from the Bayshore Town Center, guys. I'm telling you, it's 15 minutes away from anywhere in the city. That's how close the Mercedes-Benz that you've always dreamed of buying is. It's it's moments away, guys. So just go out there and get into the car that you've always dreamed of. Talk to my guy, Austin Della. He'll hook it up. He'll help you out and make sure that you're driving away and kickstarting 2020. The way you want to in the car that you've always dreamed of driving inside these beautiful pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. You're going to be joined by Matt Velasquez from Sacramento coming up here shortly. But the Bucks win tonight against Sacramento, one twenty-seven to one oh-six. Some scores around the NBA as we have almost a full slate of games going on, but one yet to be decided and some upset maybe on the mind of the team. That Milwaukee Bucks just took care of on Wednesday night. Golden State Warriors playing another top echelon team. Really, really tough tonight. On the road this time against the Los Angeles Clippers. Right now with just under two minutes to play. Kawhi Leonard just stuffed one down. Make it 106-100. Kawhi with 36 on the night. Started up 6 of 14 from the floor. But uh, looks like the Clippers are going to be able to get away with that one. Just 76 seconds Remaining a minute 16 left in that contest. All other finals across the association tonight. Pelicans with a road win, 123-111 at MSG. You see Zion Williamson before the game? little video posted of Zion before the game. Pre-game warm-ups. Must have taken a bet with uh, another guy on the team and one of the coaches because this dude, if we're talking about needing to Teach him how to walk again, or run, or whatever exactly New Orleans' theory is that it is. Well, he was good enough to be able to go between the legs and stuff one down one handed, and look pretty dang good doing it. So the Pelicans, uh, just trying to get themselves another big time draft pick, 14 and 25 on the night.
4: Maybe just hold him out to the, uh, maybe just hold him out to the dunk contest.
3: It sure feels like they just want to hold him out all year, doesn't it? A little bit. I wouldn't blame them, but
4: maybe just you know. Throw him out there. Dunk how, contest, baby. How what frust- would the reaction be to that? That would be...
3: What would you rather see? Would you rather see Planet Pat, let Pat dunk 2020, or Zion Williamson in the dunk contest for his first NBA real competition, Mitch Ross? Oh, that's tough. Because I know you want to see Planet Pat in the dunk contest in Chicago. Absolutely. Pat's kind of a game dunker,
4: I think. But he is... Um, he's... Uh, it would be fun to see Pat get in there. The, the Giannis was in there a few years ago, right? I think mm-hmm. three, four years ago. And it I did also not do very well.
3: I like watching seven-footers dunk. Everybody's all against this because they're like, it's not as impressive watching Dwight Howard dunk from the foul line. I disagree. I think it's amazing just watching what was created with the God didn't intend for dudes to be that big and be able to do those kinds of things. That's fun to me. That's what I think the dunk contest was all about. We had a jo- uh, conversation Mitch about uh, the dunk contest here on the show with Matt Velasquez. He said we got to find somebody from like the YMCA to just miss shots right on point because the putbacks for Pat Connaughton would draw tens from everybody.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. He's he's a putback dunker. He's a game dunker. I I worry a little bit about his showmanship, if you will.
3: You don't want you don't want to get like Urson coming in here and missing a bunch of 25 footers to make it look good for Pat to dunk from the baseline.
4: That could probably be arranged, I think.
3: It might be able to. We'll we'll see how we can work on that. In the nation's capital, 111-101. Wizards beat the Hawks. Miami falls in Brooklyn today, 117-113. Miami Heat sitting right now uh, as the two-seed, or at least they did coming into play today. Still a game up on Boston there, six back of Milwaukee, Boston seven, and then Toronto eight, eight and a half are the Philadelphia 76ers, who currently sit in the five-seed, would not have home court advantage in their first-round series if play ended today. San Antonio Spurs lose in Memphis 134-121. It was Pacers 116, Chicago 105 at home. The Orlando Magic go to Phoenix and get beat 98-94. Jazz at home 109-92 all over the Charlotte Hornets. And the final in Dallas that drew some eyes, this one on national TV, Los Angeles Lakers go in and thump the Dallas Mavericks, 129-114. Luka Doncic finishes with 25 points, 10 boards, 7 assists, and one ripped jersey as he shredded it right down the center all the way through the name of the team on the front chest uh, did Luka Doncic there in the first half as his team went down big early in that one and uh, just was not able to come back. LeBron James, 35 points, 16 boards, and seven assists to go along in that effort. It's the Big and Safe Pro, who's post-game show driven by Mercedes-Benz and Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Appreciate you being here. We'll hear from Mike Budenholzer and Matt Velasquez still to come right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Did that really just happen? It's time for the... Are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. When you impose your rule on a game, now those same shots the Kings are knocking down with impunity. To start this quarter are not falling at this stage. Sterling Brown. Conversely, Bucks shooters are starting to find the bottom of the net. Nathan but not long.
3: That in the third quarter that the Bucks put up 37 in, they ended up putting 37 up in the fourth quarter as well, and getting past the Sacramento Kings at golden. One Center, correct? That's what it was. I wanted to call it Golden Nugget Center the other night, but I think that's just because I haven't been to Vegas in quite some time, so I'm pretty sure that's where that name came from. But 127-106 at the Golden One Center out in Sacramento, actually the capital of California. Good one for your kids if they're uh, into some geography bees or anything like that. To Sacramento. Yeah, I've been to Golden One Center last summer. Was it as not? Now, what I heard when... I didn't walk in the...
4: Like on the floor Okay,
3: sure. Because when, when I had heard the beginning of the mock-ups of Fiserv Forum, the idea was that it was going to be similar to that. Yep,
4: that the, the, the Bucks owners went out there and checked it out. Yeah, I mean, you, you could tell from the outside it's obviously, what, a year newer than Pfizer Forum? But it's, you know, Sacramento itself is a lot like Milwaukee. It's about 500,000 people, you know, quieter than San Francisco, let's say. It's about an hour and a half from San Francisco, so you kind of have that Milwaukee Chicago thing going on there, where I have sure. to believe when the Warriors were doing their thing, probably a lot of Warriors fans in Sacramento. Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. You know, so you kind of had that probably little brother thing going there. So Sacramento and Milwaukee have a lot of similarities, no question about
3: it. And it's good to see one of them with a team that's on the rise in the Bucks now, thirty four and six. Forty games into this eighty-two game sprint of a regular season in the NBA, and a guy that's covering it all joins us here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. This
1: guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs—go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at MarolaLaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show driven by
3: Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. 127-106, the final in Sacramento. Bucks beat the Sacramento Kings tonight on the road, now 2 and one On the road trip that takes them out west. It'll wrap up tomorrow night in Portland for the Milwaukee Bucks. And on the on the season, the Bucks an impressive, an impressive 34 and six. One more to the halfway point as we do a little bit of a wrap-up of the first half coming up on tomorrow night's show. But Matt Velasquez joining us here. Uh, inside the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, well, mobile studios, is Matt Velasquez as he's out at the Golden 1 Center in Sacramento. You follow him on Twitter, at Matt underscore Velasquez. Matt, appreciate it, man. Uh, what was the feeling there in the third quarter when the Kings took their first lead since
5: 12-10? You know, I think it was you know, a little bit of surprise. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of excitement in the, in the arena you know, for the people here in Sacramento. Um, yeah, you know, but the Bucks were kind of struggling out of the half, couldn't get anything going. Uh, but it was just one of those games. I thought at least that going into it, I thought there was going to be a whole bunch of runs. These te- teams like to play really fast. Uh, when you're playing fast, like sometimes you know things can snowball one direction or the other. Um, we saw a lot of that. I mean, obviously the Bucks got up 18 early. Uh, you know, within less than 12 minutes, the Kings rallied back uh, and, and got and got a lead of their own. And then the Bucks, you know, they obviously took things uh, over from there. Um, you know, it just was kind of kind of one of those games where you're gonna go the Bucks were able to land the last one.
3: And Chris Middleton, one of the main factors here, twenty seven tonight, nine of twelve, hit hit a bunch of his first shots. Eric Bledsoe hit his first seven. When you get a combined fifty one from those guys, it can make up for a night where Giannis was uh timid, I think was a good way to put it, but also boxed in pretty well with the Sacramento defense.
5: Yeah, you know he uh, he wasn't his best tonight. It was a season low nine shot attempts, season low 13 points uh, for Giannis Didacumbo. Uh He he wasn't his usual kind of dominant, aggressive, assertive self. You know, and some of that's the yeah. game's defense. But at the same time, like he's Giannis, right? Like if he's if he's at his fullest uh, powers, if he's feeling uh, as healthy as can be, uh, I don't think Harry Giles is going to be the one who stops him. Uh, from getting the basket, or Harrison Barnes, or Bealitz, or any of those guys, sure. like you know, he he can do what he wants to do, and so you know, he's been on the injury report, you know, basically since Christmas with that sore back. Um, you know, he missed a couple games here and there, um, and he hasn't looked totally like himself. You know, Bud downplayed it after the game. Um, you know, saying he's not too concerned. It's kind of like where things. Usually are with guys in January. You're sore. You're, you got some bumps and bruises. And Giannis, you know, for the first time this season, he said, "Hey, not today, guys." He didn't want to talk. Um, you know, that that happens over the course of the season with different guys. Um, but it was just really impressive the way that Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe really stepped up this game. Both of them were incredibly efficient, uh, scoring at least, you know, from you know the first three quarters. I think Bled maybe dropped off a little bit, but it was still like really effective. Um, I mean, you can only drop off when you start 7-of-7. Seven seven. Right. <laughs> You're not going to be that great all the time. Uh, but both of those guys, you know, they, they played critical roles in, you know, the most uh, important stretches of the game. Uh, Bled had a stretch of like five minutes in the first quarter where he was, he was doing a little bit of everything. Uh, those two guys, when the Bucks, you know, got behind to the Kings, you know, they scored 13 of 15 points uh, for the Bucs to get them back in the lead and really helped, you know, stabilize things. Um, you know, Chris played a little bit of point center there with a, a lineup of a whole bunch of wings uh, to match up with the Kings' uh, smaller lineups. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of weird kind of different things tonight, but you know, Chris Middleton, and Eric Bledsoe really impressed uh, with the way that they were able to show out.
3: Yeah, the, the smaller lineup gave it a, a little bit of an AAU feel. It was just up and down, back and forth, a little bit of a track meet there. And to to have Chris Middleton be able to be that guy on a night where Giannis is, is obviously banged up, and he just, you're right, he just seems off a little bit, Matt, and you follow him each day can can tell it as well as us watching it on TV. But for for Chris Middleton to be able to do that on these nights, uh, that's what the contract, I think, lines up with when, when you look at the money that he signed for this year. And for Bucks fans, I kind of have come to the catch-22 of just what do you want when you look at – over 18 a game, almost six six uh, boards. And, you know, the way that he's played all year long, the shooting percentages, taking a little bit of a backseat attempts-wise, tonight gets the attempts and, and makes do for it.
5: Yeah, and he didn't even take that many shots. He right. got like tw- he had like 12 shots, which is incredible. Uh, it's a super efficient night for him. Um, you know, he, he was making plays for other people, getting fouled on threes, um, you know, just doing lots of good stuff. Obviously, you know, there are going to be games for Giannis you know, plays more or is more assertive and he shoots more. And obviously on those possessions, like, where else do you want the ball, right? Like, he's the MVP. Get him the ball, let him do his thing. Um, you know, but those are also possessions where if he's, if he's doing his thing, if he's trying to score inside or out, whatever he's doing, those are possessions where other guys aren't shooting, right? Like, that's just the nature yep. of how it works. One guy can shoot, uh, you know, unless there's offensive rebounds or whatever. But, like, you know, for the most part, one guy can shoot. Uh, on a trip, on a given trip down the court. And so, you know, Middleton has had to uh, kind of take a step back a little bit, uh, or at least just kind of fill in a complementary role. Uh, and, and he's done that really well this season. It's the best he's shot in his career if you go by effective field goal percentage, which obviously weights three pointers a little bit better. But yeah, he's, he's doing, you know, basically everything the Bucks have asked him to do. And, and tonight, for him to step up with Giannis, you know, shooting less, he only took nine shots, season low, as I mentioned. Um, you know, and, and he's not doing the things we would normally expect. Um, you know, Chris, Chris was great. I mean, it's, it's the kind of game where you, you can point to it and say, you know what, that's that's an All-Star performance right there. And I don't know if he's in the All-Star game. That'll be up to the league's coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but you that's know, he's point. he's definitely put up a, uh, you know, en- enough stats at least per 36 because his per per 36 numbers are all like career best. Um, and he hasn't played a ton of minutes usually. Uh, But he's done enough to uh, at least put himself squarely in that conversation. Those
3: per-36 numbers crack me up because, what, maybe six times this year you've gotten to see the Pucks guys actually run a 36-minute game. It's been crazy to see the minutes limit tonight. And you're right, efficiency-wise, only 29 minutes and 27 points for Middleton tonight. But I want to go to the bench side here. Matt, what was the mood like for a career-high Dante DiVincenzo output tonight of 18?
5: Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of took it in stride. I, I didn't get a chance to, to make my way over to him uh, while I was actually busy talking to Sterling Brown. Uh, we, I'm sure we'll talk about him next. But Dante, uh, just a really good performance, especially in that second half. Um, you know, 15 of his 18 in the second half, whole bunch of threes. Um, if you take away the one heave that he had, he was 4 or 5 uh, from three-point range. Shooting some, some really confident shots, uh, getting in passing lanes, just you know, everything... That, that you would want to see from Dante DiVincenzo. He did a little bit of it tonight. And, uh, you know, he had been in a, a bit of a slump. Uh, I don't know if one game a, a slump buster makes, but, you know, he's got at least, you know, at least this under his belt. Maybe he can roll it forward into something more. You
3: mentioned Sterling Brown, Matt. How about it, though? I mean, just an absolute spark plug for him at a, at a point where they definitely needed a little bit of a spark there in the third quarter.
5: Yeah, I mean, he, he hadn't played anything outside of garbage time in the past five games, you know, and before that, he was in the rotation uh, for a game against the Magic and it uh, looked like he and Bud, you know, got into it a little bit on the sideline. Bud took him out. Uh, I, I have to go back and watch the film, but I think it was for some defensive lapses, um, as you would expect with Bud and, and what he really cares about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, uh, you know, so Sterling was out for like five games. He played a couple of like mop-up minutes here and there. That doesn't really count. Uh, but then when the Bucks were kind Of hemorrhaging a little bit there in the third quarter, you know, Bud went to, to Sterling Brown and you know, showed some confidence in him, wanted him to try and spark something, change things up, and he did just that. I mean, within just a couple minutes of being in, he, he made a three, had three rebounds and an assist, a block, a steal. Uh, he finished the night with his first career double double. I think he played like 18 minutes, uh, 11 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, really just stirred it up. Uh, he's been getting a lot of confidence from his teammates. Uh, trying to work hard over the past couple games, uh, has had some you know good conversations with Bud, and they they've kept it professional and continued to to work together, um, and, and it all it all paid off tonight. So it was a huge night for him, uh, especially you know in that in that second half when you know I think the Bucks were like plus 21 with him on the court, which is uh, pretty impressive.
3: There's always the, those couple of guys, Matt, in, in the locker rooms that I've been in where, like, they're, they're, you know the team loves to see that dude succeeding, right? And and they always – it can give you a different feel when, when that guy goes off and, and starts feeling himself up, and, and that is one of those guys, Sterling Brown. Pat Connaughton feels like one as well, that he can be, bring a little bit of juice and it comes in that bench unit uh, that they have that gives them the scoring. But in the starting lineup – Brooke Lopez and Wes Matthews just not shooting the ball well again from three tonight.
5: Now, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think they were like 0 for 11 on threes. Yep, combined, or like, yep. Yeah, that, that's not great. Uh, definitely, I mean, you can't say it's not going to get it done, because they won by, what, 23 points or something like that, 22 points. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess it, it does get it done, uh, but, you know, those guys have are going to have to, you know, find their, find their range, find their rhythm. Um, the funny thing is that you know, over the first couple games of the trip, they were like two of the only guys who could make threes. Uh, you know, the Bucks had been atrocious from three-point range in the first two games of this trip, and those guys, I think, were two of three who were actually, um, you know, shooting above 33%, which is, which is what you're looking for. Uh, you, want, you want guys who can make shots consistently, and it can be above 35%, which is, you know, kind of the, uh, the league average uh, of where you want to be. So they kind of came back to earth tonight, just couldn't buy a bucket, um it's gonna happen um brooke did some other stuff inside where you know he was scoring for himself creating he had a a nice little dirk fade uh west didn't do uh, a ton of other stuff but you know overall i I think that maybe that opened things up for sterling brown to do what he did uh, and for bud to kind of lean on him like he did so you know i guess maybe there's a net positive there but you know we'll have to see how they can uh, respond on saturday night in portland
3: and we'll talk about it tomorrow night when they do, Matt. And as we sit then tomorrow night, I can welcome you to the halfway point of the NBA season tomorrow night. Crazy to think about it. As uh, I, I joked about it earlier today, I think 90% of Buck fans would have no idea that we hit the mathematical halfway point tomorrow night.
5: Yeah, it's kind of surprising because most teams haven't because uh, the Bucks are squeezing in so many games before their Paris trip later this month because they have three days off before they play in Paris and then three days off after. So it really constricts the rest of their schedule. So they're, they're like loading up on games in a way that a lot of teams uh, aren't right now.
3: Matt, appreciate it, man. We'll talk tomorrow night after the uh, Portland game, all right? All right, can't wait. Thanks, man. That's Matt Velasquez, Matt underscore Velasquez, where you follow him on Twitter, part of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, beat writer for the uh, covering the Milwaukee Bucks for them at the Journal Sentinel and joins us each and every night on the postgame show here on 105.7 FM, The Fan.
1: Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com. Or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show.
3: Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Going to hear from the head coach in just one second. But guys, I want to tell you about an opportunity right now today that you have. Right now, at 12.15 on a Saturday morning. You have an opportunity to save yourself an infinite amount of money especially here in the wintertime by simply changing out the leaky windows that you have in your house that are costing you a ton of money on your energy bill, guys. Pella Windows Indoors Doors Wisconsin is trying to make sure that people are making window replacement a part of their 2020 vision, and they're doing it in as little as one day with my friend Gina Della from Pella. Everybody over at her spot, my man Matt Strab will be there, David Conrad as well. They're going to help put you with the windows that fit your particular taste and style, when you go and check them out at the brand new Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin Experience Center, unlike anything you've ever seen before, they've changed the way you think of shopping for windows, right? Before you thought somebody's going to come to your house, bring a bunch of little swatches, maybe like a little binder, big booklet that you kind of go around with and look at the walls and see, well, maybe we got to paint if we want these to fit and The wood doesn't really kind of clashes with the tile. That's not what I'm looking for. Nine different styles of Pella windows to fit your particular taste and fit your home, right? like This is all about tailor-making the window experience to your home and making your home as energy-efficient and comfortable and modern as it can be. Guys, vinyl, fiberglass, luxurious wood, whatever the choice is for you, they're your one source for everything at Pillow Windows and Doors. They're trying to simplify your life. Measure, manufacture, install, service, and then back their windows with a limited lifetime warranty and offering financing that is even better than the bank in most cases. If you guys want the winter to go away, we all do, but uh, wait for tomorrow right around noon, 1, 2 o'clock. Yeah, you're going to get just slapped right across the face by Mother Nature and winter And you could watch every single bit of the beauty of the blizzard that we get tomorrow. Just gazing outside your pella windows, hanging out. Take the roll screen. That's the 2019 Most Innovative Window Award winner. Roll it all the way up. It practically disappears. You're not even going to know it's there. And you got a beautiful view of the nonsense and the mess that you don't even have to go drive in because you're hanging out watching football all day, watching Bucks basketball at night, and then you're going to call Baby Tausch on the postgame show tomorrow night in Portland and be doing all of it while looking out at the blizzard and the cold through your beautiful Pella windows. And you did so by saving a bunch of money because replacing now, you have the opportunity to save with a choice of 10-year, 2.99% APR financing or no interest financing for 18 months to approve credit on qualifying installations. Guys, make window replacement a part of your 2020 vision because it's going to save you so much money and make your life so much easier when you go and call my friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin or go visit them online and schedule your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Mike Budenholzer talks after the game. We bring it to you right here on The Fan. The defensive effort maybe a little bit lax, but the offensive output from everybody but Giannis had to impress. Mike Budenholzer now on the
2: fan. Uh, you know, I think coming in here um, gets a team that plays super fast is a good win for us. Um, they threw, you know, they kind of got back in it, made a run. I think they went up on us you know, three or four and to kind of withstand that run on the road um, you know, it's a good sign for us. A lot of different guys stepped up and played well. Really proud of Sterling for being ready and coming in. Um, you know, obviously Bled and Chris are good and you um, yeah, it was just a good win for us on the road.
1: Sterling had his first career
3: double-double, and it it takes a skill to always be ready. He was just a ball of
2: energy when he got in. Can you kind of elaborate more on his performance tonight? Yeah, just you know, really impressive. Uh, you know, he hadn't played for a handful of games and. Um, but he's always ready. He's always putting in work and time, and is prepared and has great energy, great focus. Um, you know, so I think defensively, you know, getting on the glass and making things happen there, and making a couple three balls that were huge for us, and, and then also attacking the basket. So, um, you know, just really happy for him.
5: You used Chris a little bit as like a point center tonight. What do you <laughs> think about his, him in that role and how he was pretty much throughout the game?
2: Yeah, I thought Chris was great. You know, I think at halftime he hadn't missed a shot and. Um, you know, we had a little bit of you know, we had a pretty big cushion at one point in the first half. They kind of you know sliced it before the halftime, but thought Chris was great. And you know, the ball can be in his hands a lot. He can do a lot of different things. Um, he's just very unique. And uh, you know, I thought different combinations, different guys. He had to do some different things tonight. I thought he responded well, along with the rest of the group.
1: Blessall does a lot of damage when he comes to this. When he comes to play uh, Sacramento, uh, does it have anything to do with him playing against Fox, if you would say so? Or is it just, mm. It's just his game.
2: Well, we like to think it's just his game, but I'm sure, you know, those Kentucky guys see each other. They probably, you know, want to be able to talk a little bit in the summer. And, and De'Aaron Fox is a great young player, so I think, you know, he's got a lot of respect around the league, including from us and Bled. And, um, you know, Bled was really good tonight.
1: This Dante guy, nah. could you talk a little bit about him? I mean, he's he was supernatural out there. Yeah,
2: no, I think a lot of his plays, you know, were were really big, you know, some of his threes, um, you know, both first half, second half, we needed somebody to make a shot, including a three, and, you know, he's getting to the basket in the first half, wasn't quite finished, did better finishing in the second half, and defensively, he's just got great activity, great hands, Um, he was really good for us. Overall, what do you have to say about the bench, the way they played tonight? Yeah, the bench is always good, you know, they bring so much force and energy, and they bring it on both ends, they can guard, they can score. I think they cut well, share the ball well. Um, it's kind of what we've seen from our bench a lot this year. Giannis'
5: name has been injured for a couple days now, hasn't really looked like himself on this road trip. How much concern is there over his back?
2: No, not much. Um, you know, it's just kind of the normal routine. Um, you know, he's done so much for us every night. So um, it was great to finish off the game last, you know, four, five, six minutes without him. Um, you know, he's just kind of in the normal, I would say, um, you know, whatever, early January state. You had, a, you had a lot of smaller lineups in there tonight. What were you seeing
3: there? Was that thanks to Sacramento's size, or is that just you feeling you had the advantage?
2: No, Sacramento puts out just, you know, some really, um, you know, uni- what I would say unique, smaller lineups. You know, Barnes at the five, Belicia at the four, and, you know, guards around them. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, I think for tonight, it was what we needed to do
5: in the first quarter. You guys got off to a little bit of a slow start, but then he went through like a five-minute stretch where I think he was he had a hand in basically everything you guys did. How important was that to kind of set the tone for you guys?
2: Yeah, it was great. We actually, I think, had a sub for him at the table for you know two or three of those minutes, and he just kept you know getting to the basket, getting steals, making things happen. And you know, when you're on the road, you want to kind of establish something early. And um, you know, he was great, and I think gave us you know that kind of push to get through the first quarter, and um, I think set the tone for him to have a big night.
5: How exciting is it for you to see Eric and Chris kind of carry you on a night where Giannis doesn't have it? Because they're so often, you know, not given quite enough credit for what they do.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's big time. Those two guys were phenomenal. And, you know, and then, like, we've talked about some of the bench, Dante and those guys, um, you know, Sterling. So, um and I think Giannis has a ton of faith, a ton of confidence in his teammates. But it's good for um, for those guys to come through on a night like tonight. Bucks
3: needed it tonight as Giannis did not have his best output, actually his lowest output shooting-wise, just nine attempts from the floor. The reigning MVP had tonight in 28 minutes of action, 13 points and 10 boards, five dimes dished out. But the story, 27 points, 11 rebounds, and four assists from your Chevy MVP of the night, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, I'm right there as well. Made his first seven shots, finished with 24 points. First career double-double off the bench for Sterling Brown and a career-high 18 from Dante DiVincenzo. The recipe for the Bucks tonight when they don't shoot well from three once again. Maybe it's different tomorrow night. We'll be back with you here on the Pick and Save Pro's postgame show coming up tomorrow night as the Bucks take on the Portland Trail Blazers from the Moda Center. In the middle of the snowstorm, we're still here with you on 1057 FM, the fan, 1250 AM, and the free radio.com. Not only am I here with the pick and save pro post game show tomorrow night, in the morning, my boys Tommy the true Newbauer and Dan, Deluxe Danny Bush, they're still talking hunting and fishing with you at 6 o'clock in the morning. Then from 9 to 11, a very special playoff edition of You Better You Bet, get those tickets ready to go for the weekend and make yourself some investment money with my guys Nick Costos and Danny Parkins. You'll hear that for two hours right here on the fan. And then once again, after the game tomorrow night, after the final horn, come right back here and talk Bucks with us. For Mitch Ross on the other side, I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out. This has been the Pick and Save Pro Post Game Show. Bucks halfway point tomorrow night. Can they get a win in Portland? We'll talk about it after the game right here on the fan.